Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Strong Moms, welcome back to another episode. And today we are talking about workout programming. I thought this would be really fun. Um, me being a personal trainer, I train majority of people I train in person at the gym, been doing that for a few years now. And I thought it would be really fun to kind of take you along that journey of like what it looks like when I first start working with somebody, how I progress them through their workouts. Also, for you in general, maybe you're somebody that's not new to working out, but you've never really dialed in the programming part or understood a rhyme to a reason. Maybe you're somebody that, you know, just buys workout programs from like fitness influencers online and um, you're kind of curious out like how can you do your own programming and how you can progress. Maybe you're not seeing the results that you want from those programs and this would be really helpful for you to kind of see that you don't need all this variety of random shit to do like you don't need to do a new exercise every week and kind of explain to you what you do need to focus on in order to see results and to me what results look like is a body transformation that's fat loss and muscle gain so that way you look toned and strong that's what I help women progress to do um, and you know, this is the reason why guys, you're going to see after today's episode, if you follow me online, that I'm not posed, I'm not posting what I'm doing all the time in the gym. I'm not posting workout videos all the time. The reason being, cause my workouts are boring. It's the same shit all the time. I just changed out different things, different variables, um, in order to keep progressing. And that's not exercises. There are some staple exercises that have to, I always, always put in workout plans and they're usually at the beginning of the workout. It's, and I tell my clients guys, it's pretty boring. Like, you know, but I do tell them there's how they're going to progress and why. And if you are constantly changing up and doing all these like little cutesy exercises that you see these influencers doing, I've seen all kinds of things, guys. I've seen people using machines for things that they should not even be used for. And I'm like, I've even had people come up to the gym, girls, and be like, how do you do this exercise? And I'm looking at them like, I don't know. I've been working out for years and years and years. I've never done that exercise. You don't need to do that here. Like here's something that's going to be way more effective at hitting your glutes. This is going to be way more effective at working out your legs. So that's kind of what today's episode, I hope it gives you that insight, kind of cuts through all that bullshit. And if you are still after today's episode, not sure about workout programming, I do help people do that. I do put together workout plans for people online. Um, and you know, even people at the gym, sometimes people just want to kind of, you know, pay for me to show them how to do a workout program and then go on their own. I do that too. So without further ado, let's let's dive in and get started. And today, let's see, I got some notes here, but we're just I'm just going to be talking off the top of my head and I'm just going to be sharing with you guys like this kind of first I want to walk you through the process of how I progress somebody. And I have somebody in my mind, one of my clients that I've been training for shit. How long have I been training her? Probably like two and a half years now. 
I would say I've been training her and I have helped her gain, let's see, when she first started with me, I've helped her gain probably about a good 10 pounds of muscle at this point. Like, I think that's safe to say, um, maybe even more actually, now I'm thinking about it, a little bit more than that. And she has transformed her body. So this is um, the client I'm thinking about is when she first started with me, she was um, struggling to gain muscle and she was not very strong. Um, and her list, everything has gone up exponentially. Like she's just an awesome client, but she's also been very consistent. and She's also been very committed. So I'm going to use kind of her an example in my head to take you through what I the process I took her through. Um and if you're curious, I don't think she's going to mind if I call her out. I was like, if you follow me on Instagram and you've seen my progress with Arlene, like that's the client that I'm thinking of in my head. She's had amazing transformation. So with when we first started, and this is with any client, I have to assess like, where are they at on their fitness journey? Where are they at? Because everybody's different. So in my head, the path is still the same. The difference is where do you start on that path? Is this an absolute beginner? Or is this somebody that's a little more advanced and she can be put on a path a little bit further along? But the the path is always the same. I'm always taking somebody through the same path. I always have the end, same end result in mind for that person. Um, so somebody comes to me, say they are somebody that's never worked out then what we're going to focus on is we're going to focus on form and we're going to focus on probably meeting, just getting her to exercise one to two to three times a week. And we're going to do full body workouts. So when I usually first start with somebody that has never really worked out before, um, or maybe they've been just doing like stuff at home, like videos and things like that at home, but never have really lifted weights their squats. I have to work on their form and squats. And it's because they have muscle imbalances. Majority of women that I work with are, and I don't, I, I say majority because I don't want to say everybody falls in this category, but a lot of women are quad dominant. So they, when they squat, they fill it mostly in the front of their legs, their quads, and they have really hard time activating their glutes, their butt and their hamstrings, um, that posterior chain. So we do a lot of things in the beginning to really build up their glute muscles and build up their posterior chain and make and, and work on their form. So why is this so important? So form is always going to be the force, the, the very first thing that we really work on because if you can't take, for one, if you're not doing proper form, you're just m making the problem worse of muscle imbalances because that's that's why you're having problems with form. All the times is because a muscle imbalances, right? You have tight. What that means is there's going to be weaker. There's weaker muscles and there's tighter muscles, and because of that, we're having a hard time trying to do proper form because you know those these muscles are weak and they're not stabilizing where they need to, and then these other muscles are tight and they're pulling where they don't need to. Um, so working on form first, building up those weaker muscles and teaching people how to um, th do things like foam rolling and proper stretching in order for those tighter muscles. Um, so yeah, so first let's work on form because if we're trying to build muscle, we need to take that muscle through a full range of motion. That means you need to be doing the exercise correctly, not half-assing it, no half reps, <laughs> full range of motion. And you can't do that if you are, um, you know, your form. So let's work on that. 
take things through proper full range of motion so we can get the most benefit out of that exercise. So it's not just about injury because that's also a key thing is we want to do proper form so we don't have injury. We can keep, you know, working out for a long time and not have any issues like that. But it's really important as far as progress to take full range of motion, that muscle. Um, So then we work on, so say somebody's first starting out, we're just doing full body workouts um, a few times a week. Then we're going to be starting in rep ranges of 10 to 12. This is where I pretty much start everybody. Um, that Even if somebody that's been working out, but they're still new to lifting, um, or if they have been lifting for a while, but not too long, or, uh, I will start at 10 to 12 reps because that is in a muscle building rep range. Not only is it muscle building rep range, you know, six to 12 uh, reps, that's muscle building rep range, but it's also a rep range where we can focus on form, where it's not too heavy, where it's compensating form, okay? So everybody starts off 10 to 12 rep ranges, and then over time, we change up the progression, we change up um, the rep schemes and things like that. So we might go through a strength, we might switch up and do more strength training based, which is like six reps and below, um, we might switch it up, might have a combination of both and have strength days. And then other days we're working more on muscle building. So, um, that kind of comes with time. So how long does somebody kind of stay in those full body workouts and why do I just do full body workouts? So somebody's first starting out doesn't need a lot to, it, to get, to, to get results too. Okay. That's another thing we want to do the least amount of exercise in order to get results. And I know that sounds really weird, but basically we want to milk our results as long as we can. So if we're doing everything all at once, or somebody has never exercised and all of a sudden you're going to work out five times a week. Um, not only are you going to be really sore all the time and you're going to possibly be pushing, put, pushing yourself too much where you're going to get injured. Um, is not going to speed up your progress at all. So you can only gain so much muscle at, you know, in time in a month, right? You can only gain so much muscle in a month. You can only lose so much fat in a month in a healthy way. And by doing more, we're not going to essentially, we're not going to accelerate that any faster, right? If anything, what you're going to do is your body's going to start adapting to that. Then you're going to reach a plateau faster. So we don't want to do, we just want to do the least amount that it takes to change, to create an adaptation. And what I have found in the beginning is one to three times a week, uh, ideally two to three times a week, full body exercises, full body workouts is going to do that. So what is a full body workout? It's hitting every body part in that workout, right? So that would mean, you know, legs, back, chest, shoulders, bys, tries, you can even add abs in there, hitting all of those body parts. And I would do start off with three sets and then work up to four sets. Okay, 10 to 12 reps. And that would be really good starting point for somebody. Now, as that as you start to get out of that phase, the next phase after so many months, you know, if you're saying consistent, and you're been uh, say now you're kind of getting out of plateau. These workouts are getting really easy for you. Um, you're ready to start working out four to five times a week. Then we can start going to upper body, lower body. So that would be focusing on upper body one day, then all lower body the next day, and then switching off. And I really like this to to the next phase to be this because 
if somebody um, at this point, we're still trying to get used to a routine of exercise, right? So if we're going from a few days a week to now we're doing four to five days a week, that's something we have to get used to. And sometimes we're going to miss days. And so it's really easy. Just the next day you do what you left off. If you did upper body last time, now you're doing lower body, right? Vice versa. Versus if we're doing a body part split, you know, where every day you're hitting a certain like certain body parts, you miss one day, you're kind of screwed up for the rest of the week. <laughs> so that's why I, I suggest doing upper body, lower lower body days. Now let's talk about the kinds of lifts that I have people do. I told you that my workout plans get boring because it's the same thing. I don't say it's, but I say that it looks, to me, it's not boring because I'm having fun by pushing myself in a different way, right? So we're pushing ourselves as far as like the, the weight that we're using or the rep ranges and changing things up like that. So there is progression, but it's in different ways. It's not in doing a different exercise every week or your workout plan completely changing every week. We want to do a workout plan for, you know, four to six weeks before we start switching things up because that's about the time you know, adaptation kind of comes into play, but you want to do it enough where you start, where you, you get the results from that workout plan. If you're constantly changing things up, your body, you really can't focus on progressing the things and what matter. And, and what we're trying to progress through is we're trying to gain muscle and we're trying to gain strength. Um, so what I focus on is compound lifts. So what is a compound lift? A compound lift is an exercise that works out multiple uh, muscle groups. So the compound lifts are squats, um, bench press, deadlift, overhead press. Those are the key ones. So if you're somebody that works with me, you will notice you do those every week and those are at the beginning of the workout because compound movements and you will see that, or you know this if you've done them, is they take a lot of energy out because you're using a lot of body parts. You're losing a lot of muscle. And so that's why leg day is always so much harder than like, you know, a leg exercise is, takes so much more out of you than like a bicep curl because you're using a lot more muscle when you're doing legs. So those are always going to be at the front of my workout plans. Those are the first things because you want to put those harder exercises at the beginning of your workouts and then you start kind of tapering off. So for example, if you're doing a full body workout, you want to do legs first, then you want to do back, then you want to do chest, and then you want to do shoulders, biceps, try. So if you see you're going from like your bigger muscle groups and then you're going down to your arms, your smaller muscle groups, Okay. So always thinking about that, like those, those are just things like whenever, like I'm thinking about programming for somebody, I'm not going to make somebody do triceps, then buys and then shoulders. And I'm going to put legs at the very end of your workout and put squats at the end of the workout. You're going to be already starting to, um, your energy is going to be lower at the end of your workout. Like you're already going to start being tanked. You're not going to be able to give it your most. And those are the exercises. These compound lists are the ones you get the most bang for your buck. So what I meant, like, you know, I see these cutesy little exercises on, um, for legs, right? And I'm like, dude, like you don't have to do that. <laughs> like do squats, you know, do hip thrusters, do, um, or, and there's different variation of squats. You got your barbell squats, you can do lunge squats, um, Bulgarian squats, though, just a squat, right? We need to focus on things like that. And not only that is we need to focus on progressive overload. So what does that mean? That means getting stronger over time. That's one of the biggest the biggest things you need to focus on in order of uh, gaining muscle. Now, that's not the only thing. Volume plays a part in that too, um, muscle damage. But 
the best way, especially in the beginning, it's your first year of lifting weights. We and, and maybe you're even your intermediate like weightlifter. We progressive overload is going to be a key factor in your progress, and so that is going to look like adding trying to add weight on the bar over time, trying to go up in weights over time. If you're somebody new to lifting, that's going to be every week for a while and then it's going to slow down. And that's what I have to explain to my clients too because they're like, well, I'm not, I'm not getting stronger. And I'm like, okay, you've been working out consistently for a year and a half, two years now. Though you're not going to see those same like new what we call newbie gains as a beginner, you know, your first six months, first year, you know, you're not going to see those kinds of things later on, you're not going to progress that fast anymore. And so it's understanding that and knowing that it's just part of the adaptation, it's just part of like, potentially reaching your genetic potential. It's just like fat loss, like in the beginning, you're going to lose it really fast. And then as you get closer to your goal, it, it slows down. And that's normal. And that's natural. And that's just the way the progress works. Um, so keeping that in mind that we always want to be focused on um, progressive overload. If you are picking up your say you're doing a set of, of bicep curls for 12, and you're not exerting yourself in any type of way, you're not getting an adaptation out of that. You're wasting your time. Um, this is another thing that I see women struggle with is knowing what it's supposed to feel like to lift weights. Um, you know, and actually pushing themselves. So it, and it depends on the rep ranges. So if you are starting out 10 to 12 reps, which is what I recommend starting out with, then the last two, three reps are going to feel like it's going to take you all you got. So you're going to pick up a weight and you're going to be like, okay, it's not too bad about five, six reps. And you're like, man, it's starting to get heavy. And then when you got to like 10 reps, like if you're doing 12 rep range, you're going to be like, oh man, this is like taking all I got to keep good form while I'm doing this. Like you're basically almost going to failure. Not saying you have to go to failure. Sometimes it's good to do that, but you want to feel like you're getting really damn close to going to failure, but without breaking form. Remember I said form is number one, because if you're not taking your, that range, of, if you're not doing the proper range of motion, you're not getting, you're not working that muscle like you should. You're not getting the most out of that. So really making sure that the intensity, the challenge is there too. You know, you need to challenge yourself. So if you are somebody that just started lifting weights, you're going to the gym or say you're working at home and you've been using 10 pound dumbbells for like weeks, like I I, I can tell you right now you're not pushing yourself. And sometimes, and this is something you have to learn for yourself. This is learning yourself because in the beginning, you don't understand that. Like, I know this because I work with women all the time and I see it and I remember what it felt like for me too. Um, you sometimes don't realize what you're capable of until you put yourself in that position to, to push yourself. So for example, um, if you, for upper body on a woman, five pounds going up is, is a decent jump, you know? So if you're doing lower body or your bigger muscle groups, your back, your chest, um, legs, thing, uh, those you probably you're looking at like 10 pounds um, going up is a good, you know, going up. So if you're first starting out, you want to be trying to go up every week in your lifts. And then after time, it's just it's going to start getting further and further before you're able to increase that weight. But that should always be your goal. Okay, should be really going up for progressive overload and 
setting a challenge for yourself and figuring out where where that that challenge is and that's like I said if you're doing 10 to 12 reps it's going to look like the last three reps being really hard for you now as the rep ranges get shorter so say if you want to go and you want to focus on strength say you're somebody that's an intermediate um lifter and now you're like man I really want to focus on getting stronger my squats my bench my deadlifts like those bigger lifts and you're now you're focusing on six rep ranges well yeah that's that's going to feel different right you have less reps so there is going to be challenging throughout those reps the intensity is going to be different okay um, that's nothing. That's another thing to keep in mind. And a lot of this stuff comes with just experience. And the only way you're going to get that experience is if you start working out and you start playing around with these things and, um, that you can't be scared, like of getting it wrong too. Right. So in the beginning, this is really what's cool about newbie gains, like your first year, um, your first six months, it's, it's going to be easy to make progress with lifting weights. Like as long as you're trying to challenge yourself, maybe you don't have a workout plan that's all fit to a T and you, and you're like, have this really good progression. Like as long as you're doing something and you're challenging your muscle, you're going to get results. It's over time, like somebody that's an intermediate advanced lifter that really has to dial it in and be really really mindful and have a, a program to really start getting results. Like I said, as you start getting closer to the genetic potential, it starts getting a little harder. You got to dial things in the same with like a diet at the end, you know, you really got to dial it in to like lose those last 10 pounds. Same thing with this. Now, let me see. I talked about, oh, a next thing that's really important is really understanding when you're doing an exercise where you should be feeling it. So when I work with clients, I'm always asking like, where did you feel that? Like they can look like they're doing the exercise correctly, but they might not be feeling it where they should. So for example, maybe I have somebody do a hip thruster. Hip thruster is a exercise for glutes. And then they're, and they're doing the motion correctly, but then they tell me, well, I'm not feeling in my glutes. I'm feeling in my quads. And I'm like, okay, well then that's, we're totally missing the point here and what we're trying to do with that exercise. So really being mindful. Um, one of the hard back, I feel like back and glutes are like the two areas that are really hard for people to connect to. Um, glutes, because a lot of us, not, we're just weaker. We That's something, like I said, most women are quad dominant. Their glutes are weaker. Even if you have a big booty, still mean you have weak glutes. <laughs> you can just be genetically gifted um, as far as, as that sense. But um, when it comes to muscle, and I think back is hard just because you can't see it. You can't see it working, right? It's not like you can stand in front of a mirror like a bicep curl. You can actually see your bicep contracting. Um, back is, is that's something that took me a, a little bit of time in the beginning. And I see that with all my clients, majority of them have a hard time activating their back. So making sure when you're doing an exercise, you're keeping in mind, where should I be feeling this? What, what is, what muscle am I, sp- am I supposed to be working out? And do I feel it there? And actually feeling that contraction, the contraction is when you're at that, when that muscle is at its shortest position. So for example, when you're doing a bicep curl, it's at the top of the curl that's the contraction. That's when the muscle is short and that's really where you're getting the most work. Okay. So making sure that's why knowing form, having good range of motion is so important because you want to be put, you want to be getting the most out of the work that you're putting in and putting in quality work. So what I'll do is also in the show notes, I'm going to give you some places where you can go to look up videos of like proper form and places I would recommend, um, kind of things that I did when I first started a lot, you know, some, some having good quality sources where you can go and you can be like looking at 
you know, what it's supposed to really look like. And then, like I said, just because it looks like how it's supposed to look like, you also need to make sure you're feeling it where you're supposed to be feeling it. So being aware of what exercises are working at what muscles. So I think I kind of explained a little bit of everything. And now let's kind of put this together. Like, what does this look like? I want to give you some examples of workouts. I also want to explain to you real quick, because I kind of said, I talked about like being a beginner, an intermediate or advanced. I would say, a beginner is anybody like with like six months to a year of their, you know, of just getting started. Then after a year, between like a year to two years, maybe three years, it'd be like an intermediate phase. And like two to three years plus is you're looking at being an advanced lifter. So that first year, that's really what I, the, my favorite thing is to work with women about their first year. And you might be thinking, oh, well, I've been working out for years and years. Like, where am I at? And if you have been doing that, say you probably maybe, maybe you've been doing like bikini um, or beach body um, programs at home or just like at home workout plans, you haven't really focused on progressive overload, like I said, getting stronger over time. Um, and you haven't focused on compound lifts like the, the just to jot your memory, that was uh, squats, bench, deadlift, overhead press. If you have not been focusing on any of that, you're considered a beginner. <laughs> you would be a beginner if I worked with you um, because all of that would be new. And you so you would fall in that, that category. So a majority of you listening are going to fall into that beginner category. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind. Also, like I said, whenever somebody comes to me and, and they're a beginner, we focus on full body workouts and then we work out, we focus on upper body, lower body workouts. It's usually not until somebody's been working out with me for like a year or they're about intermediate where I start doing like body part splits and things like that with them. Um, just because we can get a lot out of the other kind, you know, we can get a lot more out of like upper body, lower body, just because at that point, a lot of times women are still not uh, consistent in a routine four to five times a week. So if you're doing a, a body body part split, a body part split means you're working out certain muscles on certain days. If you miss a day, you're kind of screwed for the week. <laughs> like something's going to be lacking then. So when we're doing upper body, lower body, like I said earlier, you can just leave off where you can just pick up where you left off. Um, so let's talk about examples because I kind of, you know, I told you some basics, but I don't like to leave you guys with that because that doesn't really paint a picture for you in reality. Like what's going to make sense is if I actually explain to you what like an example of some of these workouts would look like. And that's something that you can actually take and apply for yourself. Um, so let's first talk about how long. I think this is also important because I have seen this. This was me myself. This is clients that I've worked with. When you don't have a workout plan, you don't know what you're going to go do at the gym. We tend to just kind of waste time. We kind of like, eh, we go from here to there. We don't have a rhyme or reason. And then a lot of times we can end up actually staying in the gym longer than we need to, doing more work than we need to. And remember, we need to just be focusing on doing the least amount that we need to do in order to progress. Um, to kind of, so we want to be in the sweet spot range. We don't want to be overdoing it. We don't want to be underdoing it, right? So this uh, workout's, an, 45 minutes to an hour and a half. I wouldn't work out more than an hour and a half. And an hour and a half would be more at like the intermediate advanced level. Um, so let's just say for generalities, an hour in the gym. Okay. So an hour, an hour workout. Let's, let's, we don't want to like do too much more. I, an hour and a half is anything more than that is excessive. Um, 
So how many, how many exercises? This is another good one to know. If you are doing a full body workout, that would be one exercise per body part. So just to recap, that would be legs, that would be chest, back, shoulder, biceps, tries. You can consider abs in there too. So seven exercises. You would do seven exercises. You would do um, three sets of each exercise for 10 to 12 reps. Um, if that starts to get easy, then you can add in another set for volume. So then you're looking at four sets per body part, 10 to 12 reps. And so if you're looking to be building muscle to getting tone, I would stick within the eight to 12 rep range. If you want to, uh, once you get the form down, you feel really comfortable with the lifts and you want to start adding in and, and focusing on strength, then you're looking at lower rep ranges, six to eight. This is another thing that's really important is rest period in between exercises. Um, if you are doing 10 to 12 rep ranges, you're looking at 45 seconds to a minute at the most on a rest. If the less reps you do, the lower the reps, the heavier the weights, the more that you're going to rest in between. So somebody that is doing um, strength-based, we're doing sets of five reps, that person is going to be waiting an hour, uh, an hour and a half, oh my gosh, a minute and a half to two minutes in between their sets. Somebody that's doing 10 to 12 rep ranges, they're going to be waiting 45 seconds, usually about 45 seconds to a minute in between. Okay. So that's that makes a big difference. And the reason being is the heavier we're lifting, when we're trying to focus on strength, the whole idea is on those like five rep ranges. We, we want to come in and we want to be a fresh where we can lift the most amount of weight and rest time really matters. Now, when we're focusing more on just building muscle, we're doing eight to 12 reps. Well, then you know what? We're not pushing our central nervous system, our, you know, and that's, that's another conversation uh, to talk about. It's, it's not as taxing on the body. And so we can go ahead and we can do lighter, uh, since we're not going as heavy, we're still challenging ourselves. Let me not like, you're still challenging yourself, whatever rep range you're doing, you're challenging yourself. Um, so anyways, that, that makes a difference whenever we're looking at, as far as, um, timing and, and that, see, this is where the chain, the modification of things is right. It's not really changing the exercises up all the time. It's really progressive overload. It's the rep ranges. It's the, the timing. And it's also even the, um, like rotation of the exercises too. So yes, I always start workout plans with the compound lifts, but hey, if we're doing leg day, like there's all these other leg exercises we can rotate through, but I'm always going to do squats. I'm always going to do hip thrusters. I'm always going to do different variations of squats, uh, do deadlifts, you know, for back. We're always going to do presses for overhead presses for shoulders or, oh, you know, there's just things, they're staple exercises. Um, let's see. So now we talked about how many sets. Also, if you're doing upper body, lower body, five to six, the same thing as the full body. We're doing focus on five to six exercises, three to four uh, sets, 10 to 12 rep range. Okay. That's really what I would say to focus on for majority of women that are listening. They want to, um, you know, transform their body and do body building. That's what you're going to focus on. Um, so what would a full body workout look like? Full body workout is, and then we're always going to be following this pattern, right? So bigger muscle groups to smaller muscle groups. So an example of a full body workout would be squats. So three sets of squats, 10 to 12 reps, find something that's challenging for that rep range. Then I would go to bench 
um, for chest. Then I would do deadlift for back. I would do an overhead press either with dumbbells or barbells. Um, then I would do preacher curls for my biceps. And then I would do some type of a cable pull down or tricep extension with a dumbbell, something like that for triceps. So if you notice, we went from your biggest muscle groups in your body or on your legs to the smallest, which is your tricep. And I explained earlier why we do that. So I'm not going to explain that now. So that would be an example of a full body workout that focuses on all the exercises that really matter. Like I said, those compound um, exercises that really need to be, you need to do those every week. <laughs> we really need to focus on those. Now, if we're doing upper body, lower body split, say that's something somewhere where you're at, I feel like majority of women listening, that's where you're probably going to fall at. Um, then pick five to six exercises and then, um, you know, three, um, five to six exercises, three to four, um, sets and then 10 to 12 rep range that if we follow this, you're going to be sitting in the gym about an hour. Okay. So like I said, that's about the timing that we want to kind of aim for. And I would do, so for example, like a lower body day would start off with squats, some type of squats, right? Um, Lunch squats are really good. I'm going to start naming some of my favorite exercises for, for body parts. Um, so a lower body day, an example would be we would do squats, then we do hip thrusters, then I'll throw in some like Bulgarian split squats, then we do like a goblet squat, and then we do like a cable kickback. Um, and my focus is when I'm doing like a lower body day and I'm programming for people, I want to hit all my legs, uh, muscle groups. So I want to do something for quads. I want to do something for hamstrings and for glutes. And then you can throw in like calf raises at the end. Um, I always do calf raises at the end. I throw those in. Calf raises, you want to do like more um, like 15, 18 rep ranges. It's a smaller muscle group. Um, it takes a little bit more to grow those. So I would do that on your and just throw it in a, at the end of a la- uh, lower body day. And um, so squats are going to hit everything, right? Um, if we're doing a lunge squat, you're going to be hit, hitting more of your like glutes and your your hamstrings. Um, you could do a goblet squat. So a goblet squat would be front loading. So now you're hitting more of your quads or a leg extension machine would be hitting more of your quads. Uh, gl- the hip thrusters, and I said uh, kickbacks, cable kickbacks, those are glutes. So really kind of being mindful. And this takes time, guys, like just like with experience, Um, bodybuilding.com has a really good database um, of exercise database. So you can just like Google bodybuilding.com exercise database, and you can click on whatever body part you want. And it'll show you the exercises. You can filter it through with equipment. So say you only have access to dumbbells. You can say, show me only dumbbell exercises. So it's really cool. I use that a lot when I first started Um, before I was a trainer, when I was just getting started in the gym years and years ago, I used that a lot, bodybuilding.com, and that helped me to understand and learn how to do exercises too because it has a video uh, to demonstrate it, but then it shows you exactly what muscles it targets. So then you know, okay, am I filling in those muscles? So that's where I need to be working. So that's how I would do a lower body day. Upper body day would be a little different because you know now you're hitting your back. You got your back, your chest, your shoulders, your biceps, and your triceps. So it's perfect. Those five exercises, like I said, you want to, you know, try to keep your ex- your workouts five to six exercises. That's going to keep you at that one hour mark. 
Um, we don't want to be overdoing it. So quality over quantity, once again, we really want to be putting in a, a big effort. If you are exercising for an hour and you don't feel like you've exerted yourself, we didn't push yourself enough. Like you need to go up in rep ranges. You need to bring more of the intensity. So what would be an example of like a really good upper body day? So I would first, once again, let's think about what are our bigger muscle groups we got our for upper body, our back, on our chest. So I would start with a back or chest exercise, then I would do shoulders, then I would do buys, and I would do tries. Um, so for chest, we would do something that is a press, okay? So once again, I, w- I didn't say this earlier, but let me just say this quickly. I would always, let's always focus on barbell and dumbbell exercises, and that's because, um, you're going to get more bang for your buck with that versus doing a um, a machine, okay? Uh, and the reason being, too, is because you have to stabilize that object, right? You got a barbell, you got a, a dumbbell. You have to, um, it takes more. You have to, and you don't really, you might not think about this, but you are using your core to stabilize yourself as you're moving through that range of motion. Even when you're doing like a bicep curl or anything, everything should, your core should always be engaged. And that's just also just good to protect your back. And so you should always have your core engaged as you're doing an exercise and always focus on free weights, which are barbells and dumbbells. And, you know, oh man, I didn't even say this earlier. I need to talk about exercises in a minute too. So let's just talk about like an example and then I'll get to what I I should have said earlier too. Um, So a upper body day would be something for chest. So it's like a bench press or an incline dumbbell press, um, something like that, a dumbbell or some type of press with dumbbell or a barbell. Then back would be, um, you know, you could even do pull-ups. You can do unbanded um, progression uh let's see bent over barbell rows um even a lap pull down machine i know i said not always focus on machines but some of them are better than others now the reason why there's some exercises oh wait hold on sorry let me finish up what i was saying the next would be bicep curls then that would be something like a hammer curl with or a just a dumbbell curl. I guess, guys, this, we don't need to complicate this. We just need to do effective exercises that are working out and bring the intensity through the uh, amount of weight that we're using. Then I would, oh, for shoulders, I would do like a shoulder press. That's either going to be a barbell or dumbbell. Once again, something super easy. Uh, we're not complicating it here. And then triceps would be some type of pull down, even on like a cable machine or a kickback with the dumbbell or dips. Um, so once again, it's really not complicated. The The hard part is being consistent and bringing the intensity, okay? Um, and like consistency is key, right? We got we to gotta keep doing this to see progress. You're not going to see a bunch of progress in, in a week. Like for a woman, if you gain a pound of muscle in a month, like you're doing really damn good. So this is this is not something like you're going to wake up and look like She-Hulk in like two weeks or something. Like it's, it's, not, it's not even possible. And for those women that look like in like like guys they're probably on something some type of um you know uh performance enhancement drugs it's not natural it's i promise you i've been i've been searching and reaching for trying to gain muscle for uh consistently for about four years now and if you you know you can look at me on instagram and see like you know i have muscle but i don't look like you know she hulk by any means um so it does take time in keeping that in mind 
and not complicating this where it's something that it's going to be hard to stick to. That's also the point is just, you know, being consistent. So I gave you some examples of what kind of workouts would look like. Um, like I said, use the bodybuilding.com exercise database to, you know, you can break it down by body part. Like I said, just I will actually in the show notes, I'll put a link to a blog post where I will give you show notes because I think that might be good just to kind of see like a little guideline and then you can go and you can like plug in your own exercises for those guidelines. Um, The last thing I wanted to say before I get off that's important is to understand that the type of exercises do matter. Um, The compound lists are really important because they will allow you to do progressive overload. So what do I mean by that is Let's do let's do just an example of a squat and let's a squat and a goblet squat. So if you're not familiar with a goblet squat is it's holding a dumbbell in front of you and squatting. Um, you will be able to squat with a barbell way more weight than you will be able to goblet squat. So progressive overload is is putting your body um, using more weight, upping the resistance. So resistance. So we really do want to make sure that we are putting in exercises in our workouts that allow us to do that the most. And that's going to be our compound list. You will be able to progressive overload those exercises way more than other exercises. Um, And keeping that in mind, whenever you are picking exercises out, And you will, once again, this will come with experience in time, but the only way you're going to get there is if you, if you just jump in and get started, don't worry about doing everything perfect. If you're just getting started, just pushing yourself and challenging yourself with weights, you're going to see progress in the beginning. And then over time, as you get an experience, that's when you need to dial it in. And that's perfect because now you have the experience to do that. But just kind of giving you these underlying foundational pieces that I tell my clients that I want them to leave with whenever after we work out so that they can keep on progressing and they understand why we're doing what we're doing in our workout plans is I'm always throwing in exercises that I know progressive overload will be easier to obtain and that's going to be your compound lifts okay um other lifts that are really good for that are going to be anything things that you do use a barbell or dumbbell with um that you do free weights you're going to be able to push a lot more weight with that versus doing something on a cable um usually for most exercises now cables um I kind of have I love hate like there's it they have their place and they're really good for like accessory work when it comes to like focusing in on like arm muscles and things like that but when it comes like to bigger muscle groups like your back your biceps, your I mean I'm sorry your back your chest your legs those are your bigger three muscle groups I'm always trying I'm always trying to really focus on dumbbells and barbells and then when it comes to biceps and triceps and sometimes shoulders um then we can throw in some cables right and we can throw in some machines and things like that. But really, like I said, thinking about when you're doing an exercise, also keeping in mind when you are taking a weight away from you, away from your center of gravity, it, it gets more challenging. So for example, a lateral um, raise, which is when you're doing shoulders and you're extending, you know, you're extending away from you and you're raising your arm with a dumbbell. 
you cannot lift that much weight compared to if you're doing a shoulder press. A seat, like you're seated with two dumbbells and you're pressing up for shoulders. You do way more in that sh- seated shoulder press than you can with that lateral raise. So that's another good example. So for example, if, if I had to do a full body workout and I have to just choose one shoulder exercise, I'm going to choose a shoulder press over a side lateral raise because I can push more weight with the exercise of the press versus the lat raise. So I hope that's making sense. Um, if you're somebody that's a really true beginner and in um, lifting, a lot, some of the stuff might be like a little bit hard to comprehend, but at least getting associated and under, like just being aware of it and just like, it's, it's all part of learning guys. Um, some of these podcast episodes might be good for you to, you know, come back to later on in your journey too, you know, after you've been lifting for so many weeks or your, your fitness journey, you're further along, you're going to come back and things are going to make more sense. You're going to pick up more nuggets on like a lot of these podcast episodes. So, you know, I recommend, you know, maybe making a list of like, oh, these are episodes I'm going to come back to later when it's, when I'm ready for that in my journey. Um, but yeah, so I hope you guys had found this podcast to be helpful go look in the show notes i'm going to go ahead and do um some show notes in a blog post with um kind of like the takeaways of today's episode because some of us learn a little differently um some of us are auditory some of us are visual some of us are kinesthetic we actually actually work through all this but i think a lot of us do need to see this um laid out for it to kind of make some sense um so yeah, so let me know what you think about the episode. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe. If you haven't left a review yet, please leave a review. Let me know what you like about the podcast so I can make sure I keep doing more of that. And I just love to hear from you guys and know that what I am doing is actually making a difference and it's actually helping you because not doing this just to hear myself talk. I'm, I'm doing this to help you along your journey and I really try to um, take what I am doing with my clients in the gym. Like a lot of inspiration comes from them because I'm working with them one-on-one and I get to see what they're struggling with. And um, I start seeing these things that are the same throughout the clients that I work with. And so I know if that they're all dealing with that, then you're probably dealing with something like that. Or I think about my own journey and that's inspiration for me too because a lot of this stuff, actually everything I talk to Uh, talk to you guys about I've been through or I'm going through it and I need that reminder for myself and so sometimes um, you guys think you might think this is funny but like even on Instagram when I post um, a lot of times it's things that I need to hear for myself I need to remind myself about I'm like if I need to remind myself about this I'm pretty sure there's other women that need to hear this message too so just knowing that I'm not above you guys at all like I'm in the I'm in on this journey too and um, I'm not above the basics or the fundamentals. A lot of times if I get off track and I get set back, like, hey, I go and I do this. For example, like this week, I um, am going to go out of town. So I'm only going to be able to work out three times. So guess what I'm doing? I'm focusing on full body workouts this week. So these are things that you fundamentals like you can go back to whenever seasons in life change or like that week's a different like something's different about that week but once you get this and learn this and you can just like go on and move on and you understand like that's really my whole inspiration for for you guys is to like cut all the bullshit where you can just like do things on your own and know a why and how it works for you and realizing that not everything works for everybody but there are underlining fundamentals that are just this is just the science behind it for right now i mean science is always changing right but we know like this these fundamentals work for 
people and then you take it and you do to make it your own, right? So that way you can stick to it and that works for you. But anyways, I think I said everything I need to say. I will leave you guys with that. But for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in um, next week's episode. Bye for now. Hey there, mama. Are you trying to figure out how to lose the last of the belly fat, but also have strong curves in all the right places with a booty that would make JLo proud? You've lost the majority of the baby weight, but now you want to take your fitness to the next level by gaining lean muscle and transforming your body. So you've Googled things like how to gain lean muscle, how to get tone, and you've tried free fitness challenges from Instagram fitness chicks, but you're still stuck and nothing seems to be working. I hear you loud and clear. I've totally been there. And you could totally trial and error it like I did for a few years, but I don't want you to get so frustrated that you give up in the process altogether. So I created this simple and right to the point guide that explains the top five fitness mistakes you are making that are keeping you stuck. These are the top five things that I continue to see sabotaging women's results. And these are the five top things that I struggled with and I had to learn to overcome when I had to take, when I wanted to take my fitness to the next level. So you're going to want to go ahead and grab this free guide. You can go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes. That's www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes, because I don't want you to make these same mistakes in 2020.